You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. everybody welcome to episode 228 of red wings rant where tirades and impassioned pleas for your detroit red wings finally have a home that's right i went a different octave on that one uh we've got tons of losing to talk about uh mike what else what else is going on we've got some uh we got some prospect stuff to to kind of hit that oh yeah some award-winning prospects man (laughs) We had the ESPN broadcasters uh, telling us it's okay, Red Wings fans. You've got all these uh, high-profile free agents that'll just—they're coming running over in just a sec. So we had that going down for us. So mm. Mike, everything's just looking up. Uh, if you're if you're a Red Wings fan, according yeah. to ESPN, um, Mike, how was how was your Easter? Yeah, uh, it's. Matt, it was delicious but puzzling. We uh, went and had brunch at uh, my my lady's parents' house, and uh, they made cinnamon French toast, but they also made French toast no cinnamon, which went untouched. Oh. I think because there was no cinnamon on it. What was, I don't know. Uh, are we talking like a cinnamon allergy here? Like uh, you know, like there would be. Sometimes at my family events, there'll be French toast, and then there'll be like gluten-free French toast that nobody touches. Yeah, I could see maybe like a gluten-free one or one with uh, maybe no egg, maybe just toast with cinnamon on it. But I, I don't know who the the cinnamonless French toast was for, but it was nobody at this party uh, because <laughs> they were left alone as they should have been. No French toast should be without cinnamon. Uh, but it was fun, and. Um, I had a giant piece of cheesecake after my French toast for dessert. <laughs> and on the way home, uh, we had ice cream. So, Fabulous. <laughs> 4th of July is all about the meats. Easter, it's all about the sugar. Matt, how was your uh, Easter? Well, I had I had fun. Um, we uh, we opened the day with an Easter egg hunt that, um, that was the almost, uh, now he's almost 11 months. Uh, he found the first egg, which I thought was, was pretty cute. Like, he just... Found it, cracked it open, and had uh, we had to put you know like treats that he could actually eat. So they're just like these little cereal puffs. Oh, so I love cereal puffs. We yeah. we start the day. We <laughs> sit him in the living room, and ten seconds into Easter, he's he has an egg cracked open, and he's eating little cereal puffs. So that was that was a joy. That was me going. That's my son. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, yeah, and then you know we had fun. Uh, my daughter was covered in chocolate uh, about halfway through the day. That was always fun. Um, and then uh, she took ownership uh, of every single toy that was given out by the Easter Bunny today, which um, caused oh. some frustration, um, you know, <laughs> for the 11-month-old, but we got through it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a pretty good Easter. Uh, quick shout out, though, Mike. We got Chewy's along. Hey, uh, Chewy, he loves, Easter. He loves yeah, my dude! French toast. Um, Antonio, happy Easter. Curtis is aboard. Uh, it's good to see Lafreniere's cold streak broken by the wingdings. Always good to see. We're always ready to hand out a, a couple. We're of always, you know, it's Easter. Sometimes you got to give back to the community. So that exactly. was nice of the Red Wings to do that. Um, you know, it's funny. My brain is in is in such a downer mode from that Florida game. I completely forgot that we have two games to whine about. <laughs> Today. We got we got two ass kickings to go over. Yeah, um, but we kept the streak alive. We have not given up a touchdown. Just six points. Yeah. Uh, Jason is aboard. Uh, he wants to see us pick uh, up a top center in free agency if possible. Uh, Jason, I got again, some bad news. You're going to be posing like that little thumbnail alien uh, when free agency comes around because we're going to go over it in a few minutes. It's looking pretty bleak, my friend. Woo! And uh, Ketzel's aboard too. What's going on, Ketzel? Um. <sighs> All right, so Easter's done. It's time for all sadness. Right. Uh, all right, we got destroyed twice this weekend, Mike. Um, 
We got little tiny numbers. I'm just Can realizing. I add one note? Yeah. I apologize. We actually did give up a touchdown, but Florida missed the extra point. So Oh. That's okay. all we wanted. Yeah. Anything yeah, under seven is a victory. Um yeah, we got destroyed uh twice this weekend, like I mentioned. It's uh ten ten to one uh would be the total Oof. there, Mike. Not good. Uh yeah, that that lead for goal differential is in sight. We're, we're on our way. Um, I I don't know how much you want to dissect from this, Mike, but the fact that, um, I mean, they're done, right? Like, they don't give, they don't care anymore. This is done. We saw Cider giving up uh, some lazy <laughs> defensive plays, and I think that's, uh, I, I saw the uh, the tweet earlier from uh, one of our friends <laughs> on Twitter, Professor My Bad, uh, threw out there, like, you know, he, he didn't mention Cider, but he said, now our best defenseman is making bad plays. I, I don't know if that's verbatim, but it was like, man, you know, like we didn't want to see that tweet all year. Like we we had been pretty consistent, uh, consistently happy with his performance. And even if, um, even if, even if he did struggle, it seemed like that would be the game where everything would get turned on for the third period, but everything just, you know, went downhill. Uh, we rolled in it. it. It wasn't fun. Not, not, I, I don't know if there were, if they're even, gosh, we have one goal to look at. Um, I guess it's kind of nice because it was actually getting to see Verana and Zadina play together and it resulted in a few suitor goal. Uh, so yeah. we can pull up that one highlight we have. I guess I'll kind of ramble into it as I share my screen in a second here. But, you know, the fact that we could sit here and say there weren't even like a ton of like cider highlights. There was a hit on uh, Giroux, I think, early in the game. But outside of that, like just because the play was so below even, uh, you know, Red Wing bad for everyone. Like we couldn't even look at like Lucas Raymond. Oh, there's a bunny right outside my window. And Easter oh, Sunday. Is he, is he pooping an egg? Yeah, he goes. He's pooping a chocolate <laughs> egg for you, Matt. Oh. Um, <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's such a bummer. And it, it just, it, we're, we're turning so sour right now, uh, this team and the ability to watch them, only because there isn't, this is barely a bright spot. I think even this, uh, what I'm about to share here, uh, is the Red Wings tweeted out, like, suitor goal, period. Like, they they weren't even psyched to tweet it out. Like, it was just... Should we throw in an exclamation point? No, there wasn't even an exclamation point. I think uh, maybe I'll pull it up in a second just to confirm what it actually was. But, yeah, there's nothing to celebrate here. But, Mike, yeah, do you want to give thoughts before we look at uh, maybe possibly what Verona and Zadina could look like if they get a full season to play together? There's, uh, I mean, there's so many excuses we can make, like, uh, like Cider's way, right? I mean, he had a good season, and if his numbers kind of tail off at the end of the year, I mean – we're the toughest part of our schedule um, against motivated playoff teams that are jacking for a position. Um, Florida jacking to, um, you know, like have the most points in the league Um, and the Red Wings, you know, they're already playing without a, you know, a full hand and, you know, they're not, they don't, as soon as, as soon as the other team kind of gets a, you know, a lead, you can kind of see why they're ready to fold. Um, you made the comment, you know, this game was over, but essentially this Red Wings season is over. So like that Carolina game is shocking to me because it's like, damn, well, you know, we actually played okay against a good team. So, you know, maybe it's there once in a while, but I, I would I, expect that the norm is going to be the Ranger and Florida games because it's, I mean, I it's mean, over. They're, they're waiting for next year. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in the last episode. Uh, this last chunk of games is we have brutal. Two- yeah, we have two games where we can kind of get our head above water against New Jersey, but you know, it, this is this is just this was going to be a rough schedule. I will yeah. say that Carolina game, that was like Red Wings circa two thousand eight, Red Wings two thousand two. You know, you're you're on your path to glory. You've been in the playoffs so many years in a row. You've got the Red Wing, you know, a, a Red Wings type team on your schedule. Yeah. You completely outshoot them, outchance them, but you just get shut down by Nadelkovich. And that's that's what that game was to me. That could have easily been six to three. Uh, but Ned Ned did a pretty good job standing on his head. And uh we just we really lucked out that uh he, he decided to turn it back on again. Um of course 
you know, it took a couple of nights and it, it's back off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is, uh, here's our, uh, here's our one highlight. Um, we're going to start with Verana uh, carrying the puck out of the zone. Nice clean exit there. Gets it over to Suter. Kind, I guess that wasn't that clean, was it? Um, Suter's going to bounce the puck up to Zadina, who I, you know what, right here, can we, can we talk about this? Thank God. Uh, this gets knocked over to Verano because uh, Florida wasn't, they, they were doing a terrible job playing this one. Uh, but yeah, we get the lucky bounce over to Verano, uh, who, you know, we took, we teased him at the start there. Cause how many goals did he start with before he actually got an assist? He had like six goals yeah. uh, before an assist, which he's our goal scorer. And when we tease him, we're just teasing him. But look at this monster of a, I mean, across, <laughs> across, uh, two Florida Panthers has to make sure Zadina doesn't touch the puck because we know he's Mr. Snake Bitten himself. So we yeah, gotta get he's... this. We gotta get this on a stick that's a shooting above five percent, and uh, we do. Pius puts it away. Beautiful pass from Verana. So um, <clears throat> again, uh, I'm teasing Zadina a little bit here, but yeah, Flo- Florida. There's one alternate. Pretty well. There was one alternate angle I saw of this highlight where you could see Verana go to Zadina. No. <laughs> so that it would get all the way through to Pews. Uh, well, uh, we do have to give a shout out. Anthony's here. What's going on, my man? Hey, he he misses a lot on? of episodes being from uh, Australia, but uh, he does catch him on the podcast. Got to say hello to Anthony when he's here. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's, no. He is thrown out there uh, to that point. Uh, he's glad these games are at 2 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. So he can, he can sleep right through the pain. I mean, yeah, yeah, this, is, I, this is the way to be a Red Wings fan is, is to have man. the games on while you're having a nice little nappy boo. Does it kind of feel like um, like the Red Wings, as soon as they give up a goal, like it, as the season winds down, you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Because like, you know, Nadelkovic had that shutout. And we're like, all right, let's stay in this one. And, you know, with Florida, it was 0-0. We were like, hey, we're right there. And then the floodgates just kind of opened, and we were just put up the white flag, and we were done playing. This, this to me, looked like Florida didn't care in the first period. So I, I, I think to your point of saying, fuck it, I think they might have just said, ah, we got this one in the first period. Then they go through a whole period, and they're like, what's going on? Why is it still 0-0? Zero, zero? Uh, because they totally slammed the accelerator. Like, they hit the gas hard. And you could feel it. It looked ugly in that second period. And um, even this one, you know, we make it five to one and then they come right back and make it six to one right after. Uh, So, I mean, Florida had complete control of this game. Um, But this is a team that I think this is 10 games in a row, 10 wins in a row for them. So we can't necessarily look at this and just say this is bad Red Wings hockey. I mean, this is this This is just excellent Florida hockey. hockey. Yeah. Um, I think it was, gosh, maybe Dom Filipovich tweeted it out, but they have more six plus goal games than they have three goal games. Wow. A team holding them to three goals. They have more six plus games, six plus goal games. (laughs) So that means they're getting six, seven, eight, nine goals. Yeah. I think I said that right. I feel like I'm. Calico cut pants.com. All right. I, I got it out. Is that, that's, I'm just, I just got to steal from that skit there. Um, so, yeah. What was my point? I got all lost on my I think you should leave reference. I don't know. Let's get back. No, you're just talking about Florida's uh, Thanks. Uh, being good at. <laughs> no, they're, you know, doing an incredible uh, job offensively this season. Um, you were saying they had more games with six than they did with yes. just three yeah yeah, yeah. so the, yeah, again the, the, the point being and their 10 game winning streak yeah yeah and they can roll four scoring lines yeah <laughs> right <laughs> is there any more um so yeah this is bad red wings hockey but it's also just regular old florida panthers hockey and so this is just what they do uh so i'm not making excuses for the red wings but um part of the reason why we picked us to lose out for the whole season a week ago when we were picking these games. Uh, Carolina just happened to be the outlier. Um, 
I'll uh I'll tee this one up. Ketzel's thrown out there. The Carolina game just looks look, look like several games this season against us where we simply cannot buy a goal. So I think he's saying from from Carolina's perspective. Um, Anthony, good point here. Uh, this is going to be the roughest ride to the end, but you would think that these teams would start sitting players heading into the playoffs. I I think the only thing going against that is don't we have we still have some tight races uh don't we between our divisions here so oh maybe not maybe it's just going to be about some wild card positioning here um so you've got you've got the potential here washington uh 94 points if i pull up these divisions um washington at 94 points pittsburgh at 97 i call out pittsburgh because um we're going to be playing them in a couple of nights or a week or so. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to need to kind of step on our throats a little bit. And then you've got um, maybe Boston and Tampa are three points apart too. So you, we've got Tampa coming up as well. And it just kind of seems like, you know, the, the one team that wouldn't need to step on our throats. Um, well, Mike, we just played oh, like this afternoon. So <laughs> they're also coming up on the schedule again. So, that to me, they had all the opportunity in the world to give this one to us, and we just kind of, we just kind of laid well, out I mean, there and let him, let him give it. Yeah, to I. Uh, what was the who was what was it Anthony who said uh, start sitting players? Um, yeah. yeah, I think Anthony's right. I think we're just about at that time. Um, it's just that Florida is like two points behind Colorado to get the President's Trophy. Um, you know, and get home ice throughout the playoffs. So they're like they're problem. I I would guess that they're not going to be too liberal with sitting people until they can clinch something like that, because that, that is of interest to them and they are planning on playing in the Stanley cup finals. So I think he is right. Um, I just wouldn't see it for Florida yet until they, you know, can get a, a lead on Colorado because they're um, two points behind and they've both played the same amount of games. So they got, they got a little bit of work to do. That's a good call out too. I, I, I actually was even thinking about trying to get the, the one up there. I mean, th- th- those are your two teams, though, right? I mean, it, it just kind of seems like they're, they're good to go for, for the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, all right. Uh, but still, a great great point by Anthony. Um, but we can actually skate here into uh, where we sit on the standings if we want to pull this up. Mike, this is almost exactly what it looked like the last time we looked at these standings. We're a little um, bit closer, though. We're only yeah, a we're- point up. Yes. One point away from Buffalo. Uh, they have one extra game played, so that does hurt us. Um, just want to point out that goal differential again. We still have uh, Philly is up on us with minus 80, but we're at minus 70. Arizona's at minus 104, Matt. We yeah, really like, got to give up some big touchdown games here to close the season to catch up. <laughs> There's still time. Not we saying it's impossible, it. but yeah. We got a really crater to hit that. So um, let's say... Yeah, I mean, like, uh, we played this game uh, the last time around uh, where we were kind of going through all these records here with Ottawa at 63. So that, I mean, that's your five-point difference, and they have seven games remaining. Um, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of points to make up for the Wingdings. I mean, that's that's us losing out, right? And, and we already played that game last time where you just add, just add, just add, what? Maybe we'll win one of the Jersey games and one of them will go into overtime. So there's another three points right there. That puts us at 71. So now Ottawa would have to make up eight points. Now, all they have to do is make up those eight, right? Because they have, uh, they, they'd be up on us in the standings with the, with the wins and the goal differential. Um, but yeah, just, I think we're set. I think the only thing we could do is play this game with Buffalo. Uh, hopefully we don't go beyond San Jose. We'll call that a victory and then, uh, we'll be good. Yeah. I mean, we desperately need to lose out. Um, uh, so just, just to play devil's advocate, um, cause you know, there's a shot we can, um, you know, leapfrog Buffalo, but for Ottawa, this is their remaining schedule, man. There's a shot. Okay. They got the Kraken coming up. Vancouver. Columbus, Montreal, Devils, Florida, and the Flyers. So there's a couple, there's actually a couple shots for them to get some points in there. 
Yeah, One, I think, two, uh, three, four, I think five. Brought... I could see them conceivably getting points in like six of those games. I think we brought that up in in the last episode too. So there there is a good shot, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. But ultimately, how how far? I mean, let, let's let's just put it on there, right? Let's say twenty six. We want to say that's as good as we can do, or we want to say there's that chance for twenty seven. Uh, if if we leapfrog anybody, it's maybe only going to be Buffalo. I I would be shocked if we caught the Senators. That would that'd be uh, pretty incredible. I, I'm gonna I'm just saying there's the shot, right? That's that's if if you're anything, if there's some by some miracle you you get down to that 27. Um, I mean, yeah, that's God. God has done his work at that point to. Well, just uh, just real quick too, while we're looking at it, the last um, couple games for Buffalo, um, Devils, Islanders, Bruins, and Chicago. All right, so there's, so there's again, some wins in there. Yeah, a couple games where they should be getting points at least for sure. But yeah, I know we had other stuff to talk about, but just while we're looking at it, we're good. Uh, quick shout out, Red Wings fan is here. He wants to hey. know what he missed. Uh, just a lot of whining, complaining. Um, not not too much fun was had this weekend. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So at some point, we've got to start having some other conversation besides talking about these games and falling down the standings. <laughs> um, and ESPN tried to do that, Mike. Uh, they were bored during this game. So they, <laughs> they popped up this uh, list of unrestricted free agents near the end of the second period and also gave us... Uh, a pretty good look at Steve Eisman, who I I don't know what he was saying, but to me it looked like somebody was asking him, like, do you think they're going to put up any goals in this game? And, like, Steve, like, said probably, and then he went, nah. Like, I mean, that was that was the rundown of that, <laughs> that interchange. Like, we, don't, we didn't get to see the other person. We didn't get to, you know, uh, lip read with what they were asking, but at a thousand percent, it looked like. Steve was giving some sort of like, nah, I don't know. This looks like shit. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Chewy, for the shout out, by the way. He's uh, commenting on how I have this wonderful um, ray of sun shooting through my basement windows. Uh, this is terribly distracting. <laughs> my head. Uh, blinding and distracting. But anyway, ESPN Mike came up with this little list here to try and make Red Wings fans happy. Um, Mike, I, I liked your initial take before we went on the air because you were looking at this list going, why are they coming here? Uh, now one reason ESPN pointed out $35 million in cap space. Is that enough, Mike? I, I like your face, your face contorted for all the podcast listeners. There's an eyebrow, there's a lip twirl. I don't know. Well, um, Listen, I, I like what they're trying to do, right? And uh, we've we're guilty of that because this season is better than last year. I mean, we're still a bottom ten team in the league. Uh, we're still crossing our fingers for ping pong balls um, and hoping that you know we can weaponize that uh, cap space. Um, but a lot of the free agents we were kind of excited about, um, Lindholm, Hurdle the Turtle, um, already off the map, already traded for, already signed extensions, um, gone. Um, so it, it looks like ESPN was trying to be like, Hey, here's some, uh, unrestricted free agents. So guys, you don't have to give up draft, draft picks for, but, uh, when you're going to say that 
part of the sexiness, uh, part of the narrative for the Red Wings acquiring guys like this, um, you know, you know, upper echelon talent, as far as UFAs go, is the cap space. But Matt, my beef is I, I we need a center. We need people who can score. And if you're going to start with like a list with Forsberg on it, I mean, Nashville's already going to have also like 25 to like $30 million in cap space. Um, and they can also say that, hey, you're not going to have snow on April 18th if you go to Detroit. If you if you if you stay here, you're not going to have snow on weird dates like you will in Detroit. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's really bumming me out because it feels more and more like pie in the sky uh, dreams because, you know, of the guys that we would want, we would want a center. I don't know if people are really excited about Strom or cop. Uh, yeah. I think they'll be, able to be available. Cause I think the Rangers are going to start saving some pennies for their young guys as they start to get into that, you know, their second contracts. But I mean, you would want Forsberg, right? You would want, you'd want Johnny uh, from Calgary, but I, I just, I don't know if the, there's enough allure to bring these guys over, Matt. But it, you did put the cards together to show that there is there is at least some formidable names that you could bring in. Yeah, I think you're you're looking at like um, you know the difference here being in bringing a huge name and trying to fill in a hole, right? Because if you're trying to fill a hole, then you're looking at Strom and you're looking at Trocheck. If you're looking to bring it bring in as big a name as possible, you're bringing in a left winger. Where you could make the argument right now, not not the number one spot of need for us. I mean, depending on on the day, you're going to find Verana on the left wing. Uh, we also have Tuzi there. Right. We have a pretty good first line. We've we've had some success. And if you move, you know, I, I, it's funny. Like uh, <clears throat> when you're putting these these lines together, and you're looking at uh, the likes of like these these war roster builders, like. Everybody just gets kind of fit in wherever it wherever it works, uh, whether it be Lucas Raymond, Bertuzzi, Verana, Zadina, um, and and Zadina. I don't mention to say like, there's your for sure top six <laughs> winger. Uh, so there's space for these guys, um, and obviously, if one of these guys, Goudreau, Forsberg, Burakovsky, I think if you have an opportunity to bring them in, and you're like take your your top six to just another level by bringing them in. Absolutely. But Mike, I think that's the scariest point. It's just, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think we have enough right now to bring these guys. I, right. Like you, you could make the argument like, Oh, you, you get to play with the young kids and there's even more young kids that come in. There's a, could potentially be rookie of the year in the SHL coming on over here, Simon Edmondson, but you know, you could play that game with a lot of prospects across the league. And, uh, you know, like, and we, we jokingly bring up the snow thing, but we had Nadelkovic get interviewed on ESPN uh, the other night in Carolina. And for some reason, they had to bring up the conversation about how much he misses the snowless winters in Carolina. So that's where that, that jokingly gets brought up. But that's certainly... A factor. It has to be a factor in some of these guys and their decision making. Yeah. Um, how long is it going to take to win a cup? Um, I mean, these huge losses for the Red Wings, this isn't necessarily getting any potential free agents excited to come over here. Um, so I, I don't know. I think absolutely you, you look at those contracts and you would love to make them work. Mike, I'd even go as far if you're bringing in one of these huge difference makers. <laughs> It's sad to say, like, if if you're going to make the argument, ah, we don't really need another left, you know, we don't need to spend a ton of money on a left winger right now. We want to spend a ton of money on a center. Well, maybe we don't have that option. And then maybe we move some of our wingers and see if we could trade in and bring a center over that way with some of our talent that's already in the system, uh, some of the talent that, you know, maybe had a yeah, terrible second half of the season. It's uh, uh, like you're juggling a lot of plates to try and do that. It's not obviously not impossible. Obviously, that's more of a video might, game move. We have, <laughs> yeah, we have faith in ice cream, but that definitely sounds like an NHL, you know, 2K kind of move. Yeah. Um, but I, I just had a couple numbers I was going to throw at you because they're, you know, the Red Wings are going to have 35 million. Wow. You know, maybe they could be getting uh, Johnny Goudreau or, you know, be looking at Forsberg. But <sighs> Nashville is going to have like 27 million available. Um, I mean, that's just like, one less 
star player that you know than we have space for. Um, so I mean, they can easily fit Forsberg and a raise. Um, you know, to start paying him as much as like Duchesne and Ryan uh, Johansson. So I mean, if they had all three of those guys getting eight million a year, they be perfectly fine with their cap sheet um, and still be able to fit, you know, peripheral guys on the rest of the, the lineup. Calgary also would have 27 million to play with. So plenty of room, um, you know, to bring uh, uh, Goudreau back and still sign Matthew Kachuk, you know, who's an RFA. Um, the one spot where you could maybe, you know, um, put an offer in and it would probably be, you know, a little bit tough for them to manage it would be, plucking somebody from the Rangers. Um, but I, I just don't know how excited you're going to be about, you know, 28 going on 29 year old Ryan Strom. Um, I mean, like, cause they're only going to have like 11 million to play with. Um, but I don't know if, cause we need a center. I just don't know if he's, you know, the sexiest move that's, you know, really going to make, you know, Red Wing fans excited. It kind of feels like a yeah, you know, second or third tier kind of acquisition. Um, I don't know if Andrew Kopp really, you know, wets your doodle over there, but, <laughs> you know, as far as like top, you know, UFAs in a position of need, it's, you know, it's what you're kind of looking at. Yeah. I mean, you could look at Kopp here and he's, he's doing pretty good on the penalty kills. So I think, I think you might be bringing him over to, to fill in some different roles. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think, if I'm looking at those bottom three guys to try and fill out and cop, I don't even think is getting too many minutes as a center. Somebody else could correct me who watches more Rangers games. Um, but when I first looked him up, he was only listed as a wingers where that, uh, that thought came from. Uh, but Trocek, that was the one that was brought up on ESPN and Bouchagras said, well, now, now you've got, now you've got a real top six. And I think, I think he's had, he had his great season, last year but i mean things aren't necessarily going spectacularly this year and this is a free agent you're gonna have to upgrade their pay and he's gonna be a year older so yeah like excitement level for trocheck i i don't know if that i don't know if that really gets me you know we're talking about bringing in free agents for like excitement for like going all right now we're taking the next step that's where those names on the top again the the last thing we need uh right now to talk about is a left winger um last thing we need but if you want to talk about bringing in excitement those names fit but also like mike you mentioned there's no reason that their own teams aren't going to make that play themselves uh yeah, but we have uh, like you com- we have a ton yeah, of comments just- i want to touch on but yeah go ahead no, um, please. Yeah, after this, um, I just I don't want to hear the comment that oh man, look at all this cap space when the teams that we you know be pillaging from also can comfortably afford the very good players that we'd be after. So they're they're I need to hear that extra incentive for these guys to leave their teams. And we have uh, we have a ton of comments here, but Dan thrown in there first a while back. Uh, that's not the sun. That's Mort Sider. That's right. He his his good graces on this uh, holy Easter Sunday. Just shining on the Detroit metro area, bringing me my last ray of sunshine uh, before the end of the night here. Somewhere he's um, smiling upon you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Callan thrown in there. Anyone else think Bertuzzi needs to simplify his game a bit? Um, I did see from our buddy uh, Jake Rivard, who's uh, a friend of the show, throw out there. Anybody else remember that Bertuzzi had a kid? And since having that kid, his numbers have sunk. Uh, so. Ooh. Could be some late nights keeping him up, kind of losing it. Uh, so I didn't want to get him a sitter stat. Really good point. Uh, Forsberg easily resigning in Nashville. Uh, oh, Kellen also wanted to know if there was a chant tonight, Mike. That chant be fired, Blashel. That's right. Oh, chance in the arena. Uh, yeah, Anthony confirming that. Big old yikes from Callen. Performance art is aboard. What's going on? Ketzel thrown out there. Mike, another thing to bring over. Burkowski, some time on ice. And then he also throws in there, left wing is the one position we don't need. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Performance art. He does hate ESPN. It's a joke. Mike, how about uh, ESPN losing the feed for however many minutes today? And they they... 
I like the way that uh, they presented it. Uh, so they go to like Barry Melrose and Steve Levy and they go, uh, Detroit lost uh, the feed. So we're here in the studio to talk about the game so far. And it's like, ah, no, it wasn't. You lost your feed in Detroit. Don't, Don't blame Detroit us. Yeah, you sent your crew in there. Um, Gray uh, coming in. This uh, this is, I think, about our earlier discussion. Two of the best yeah. teams, bad losses, nothing to worry about. The people who should look good uh, did, and vice versa, outmatched and outmega-planned. Woo-hoo-hoo! Mega-planned. Um, yeah, I think, uh, like we talked about before, we're, we're not concerned about those losses, but uh, it is getting uh, much, much harder to uh, watch these games because I, I, I again, uh, to the point, Gray, where you said uh, the people who should look good did, I would argue that everyone, this this is one where it's really starting to scale back. And I, th- I think we're seeing uh, 18 skaters and a goalie just kind of go, eh, we good. We got six games left. So let's just, let's just get out of here. Um, well, so we, we had a ton of comments. They're still rolling in. Um, I like this one. Anthony just throwing out there. Toronto fans are the worst. Uh <laughs> Performance art. If we win, fans complain. If we lose, fans complain. I live in Toronto, and I thought Toronto fans were the worst. That's where that came from. Uh, performance art. Wings fans are not far behind. Oh man, performance art. Trying to get, trying to get in a fight in the comments here. This is fun. <laughs> uh, Ketzel, he does like Trocheck. Um, yeah, again, that's that's one that I I think if it happened, it's not one that. Uh, I look at it and go, cool. The difference has been made in free agency. It's just, it's another one of those pieces, right? And I think that's, again, to talk about the difference of those top three guys and the bottom three guys uh, is kind of. Yeah. I mean, if I, I, if we sign him, do you guarantee that he's the number two center over Puce? I still think that they could be like, you know, gunning it out in camp. And I, I guess when we talk about weaponizing the cap and like upgrading the team, I, you know, bless you, Puce. I want somebody who's like clearly the number two center, not somebody who I could, well, you know, Puce could have a hot camp and he could get the minutes. I, I just, I guess I wanted something a little sexier. I think he'd be fine. I just, I wanted something like a, a definitive, like, damn, you know, I guess we're taking it seriously this off season, but not, well, this is a reasonable signing and it's cost effective. You know, it's only going to be like 4.9 AAV and, you know, he'll fit right in. Like, I guess I wanted something sexier. I didn't know if Trocek really did that for me. Well, <clears throat> let's let's take a look at this. So Trocek in Florida in 2016 and 17, he's getting 54, 53 points, 54 points, 75 points uh, in 17, 18. Uh, and then he drops down. Uh, actually just because it was, uh, 55 games for him that season. Uh, so 34 points in 55 games, uh, has an amazing season, almost a point per game for in in 2021, uh, in Carolina. And now he's, he's down to like uh, a half a point per game, uh, 47 points in, in 76 games so far this season. So, I mean, getting a guy that's an over a half a point per game, for a good chunk of his career so far. And if you look at the career numbers, it's 282 for, uh, or I'm sorry, 374 for 550 games. That's, that's nothing to sneeze at, but the problem is the number, uh, if you're looking at this table with us, everyone, there's that position and there's the number right underneath that. And that's 28. So we've seen his numbers roller coaster quite a bit. Um, and they took a dip from last year. I just, that's my concern is where, where he's at right now on the age bracket, because he is at that point where you start to decline statistically. So again, like you're, you've got another name you brought up, Mike. I don't have the confidence that Puse is a second uh, at all. I think if you bring in Trocheck, I think he is an upgrade from like Trocheck last year, Trocheck this year. But I like where your head's at with questioning Trocheck next year and the years after that, and how much better is he going to be as Pew Suter rolls into his prime? Um, so you're talking about a guy who's going to be coming down the coaster and a guy who should be going up. 
I don't know. Do I see Puce at all this season to go, that guy belongs in the top six of any team in the NHL? No. He's only in the top six because he's on the Detroit Red Wings. But, um, I mean, you could, you know, you could see where he was at last year, compare him to like Trocek's numbers his first couple of years. He takes a huge jump. So there's comparable numbers to what Trocek had to start his career to where Puce is right now. And then you're just kind of asking yourself, do you want to take your chance and spend a little bit less money on the younger guy or get your Trocek who has proven himself in the past, but it's right at that point where his number should start to dip. So that's, I think that's, that's a crucial part of the conversation that uh, is, is kind of being missed here. And the difference between major difference, in my opinion, between when you're looking at the super duper star uh, and the, you know, your Johnny Goudreau's and your Philip Forsberg's and then taking a dip down into the guys who are your little void fillers. Um, <laughs> and when you're not a super duper, you know, elite, like what happens to your production level as you get into your thirties? Um, again, I think the conversation's way different for a guy like Johnny Goudreau and your Trochex. And I think the difference of what you're going to pay in free agency, is probably you're going to notice it. You're going to feel it. But, and if, you know, like that season, the couple years down the road, you're going to feel it a lot less for the extra money you paid for the super duper star than the little void filler that you paid for that's going into his thirties. So just another element there where we try to focus on, do you spend free agent dollars to fill the hole that you have in center somewhere in the top six, even in your middle six, you're looking for a center or do you kind of punt Mike? I mean, Trochek's not Trochex doesn't put your team in playoff contender status. I, I I'll say that uh, that's my opinion right now. If anybody would like to come back at that, that's fine. I think he, he can fill a hole, but you don't sign him and now you're a Stanley cup contender. So is that the signing you want to make in free agency right now? Um, not an ideal situation for him either. Uh, for like a, a, a starving fan base and for Trocek to like, yeah, maybe he starts the season a little cold and then he's getting like free agent money. I, I kind of see that. I, I kind of see people turning on him pretty quick. So, I mean, he scored, right? You, you brought up the history, but I, I think that if we signed him, it would break my heart, and I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I guess we're we're not going to amount to anything with this." You don't have to react like that. I'm just saying, like, there's the difference between the huge major signings where we've made the difference on the team, and then there's just this, you know, yeah. But I mean, this moves us from like eighth worst in the standings to like you know fringe playoffs, like not guaranteed in the playoffs, like fringe. Like, you know, the 11th worst team or the, you know, 12th worst team. It doesn't make me think we're winning a division because we signed Trocek to be our second line center. I mean, he would be playing with Verano. Woohoo! But I. Yeah, that's that's another element, too, that, um, you know, if if everything gets upgraded around you, do you want the Trocek who's proved himself in the past? Or are you going to? just to hope that there's something in the system that comes up on, on, on your two C side. Um, but again, I, I did want to bring this up. So just those couple of first couple of years for Trocheck, eight points and 22 points, eight points actually in 20 games, not bad, 22 points in 50 games. Um, but just to compare to Puce, like 27 points in 50 games. And then so far this year, 32 points in 75 games. So I, I'm just saying you get those first couple of years and then Trocheck took a huge jump. Uh, I'm not saying Puce is going to take a Trocheck jump and then eventually become a point per game player. I'm again making the argument about, um, you know, is this where you want to spend your money when he's going to be coming down uh, in in his production cycle here, hitting 29 and 30. So well, you just want to you want to measure everything because you go into free agency, you're making huge splash, no matter who it is. You're overspending for that guy. Unless, you know, unless you're doing what Eiserman's done in the last couple of years, where it's been, let's find some guys that nobody wants. Uh, they cross the eyes for a couple of different, you know, advanced analytics. You know, they are the defensive defenseman kind of thing. Um, 
but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that is the game we want to keep playing either. So yeah, just a lot of questions you want to make sure you guys are asking yourselves. Um, but, 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 but. You know what? Here's here's a great point, Anthony. Honestly, we're in uh, trouble in all areas for defense and goalie. So to Anthony's point, if we're saying no to like a top tier free agent who actually wants to listen to Steve Eisenman's phone call, I, I I don't know if this is what Anthony's saying, but I don't think we're in position to be like, whoa, we have a couple of left wingers, Johnny Goudreau. We're fine. OK, you <laughs> you head back on over to Calgary. We're, we're good. Uh, so, I, Anthony, I don't know if that was the point you're making, but that put that thought in my head. <laughs> All right. Um, what else do we have going on? That's our that's our free agent conversation. Um, again, I, I think to wrap it up, I, I'm okay. I'm okay if Trocheck does actually come over. I'm just. You know, I think I think we all have to prepare mentally that that isn't your difference maker, like ESPN mentioned earlier today, uh, where they said, "There you go. Now you have your formidable top six. Um, but I don't think it hurts. I don't think it kills you that next season. I think it's just about you're going to overspend now, and then eventually you're going to hit thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, however many years that contracts for. So, yeah, you cross your fingers. Um, you're making this call, right? ESPN says the juiciest thing we have to offer is salary cap. So it goes to say we're probably offering a lengthy contract as well. Uh, so, yeah, it just depends on how long you want that contract to hurt. And especially since, again, that's not the contract that puts you into Stanley Cup conversation. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So where were we? Mike? Last part of the conversation. Got some pretty good news. <laughs> Something nice happened? Yeah. Mike, uh, SHL announced uh, their Rookie of the Year candidates. Uh, Simon Edmondson and Mike, you may recognize Pontus Andreasen, who we just talked about a couple of days ago. Isn't officially signed yet because I think he's still in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, we've got uh, we've got Edmondson and Andreasen. Uh, still to be announced as a Detroit Red Wing. Uh, are your uh, SHL Rookie of the Year candidates? Feels pretty good, right? We, yeah, we actually cool. have some good things to talk about. Um, I think they had like a nice little video. I just, uh, I, I did plan on bringing it up for this conversation and I completely forgot that we're going to do this. Um, <laughs> so here I am scrambling. But I mean, I mean, the obvious thing, it's, it's, it's obvious the positives here, right? I mean, we're, we're trying to look for these guys that are, aren't just, it's the same conversation with free agency. We're looking for these guys that aren't just, oh, uh, we drafted them uh, every so often they score a goal and uh, we're pretty happy about that. We can share like some cool deke or something like that to get us excited for next year. Uh, no, this is a, we have our actual difference makers. Um this is a little highlight video that they made. Uh, I believe this is going to start with um, a beautiful pass from Simon Edmondson. Uh, so he's, I think he's starting with the puck in this one, if I remember correctly. And he's just whipping this one down the ice uh, for a goal. I mean, think about, I mean, that's like, that's like a soccer pass, you know, trying to do the, get the offsides, right. You know, get, throw the pass before, uh, before you actually, uh, Start running so that you can start the pass onside, run to the ball, get it, get the breakaway goal. Like, that's that's how beautiful this sucker is. Um, so probably uh, a perfect highlight here by the SHL to pick. Uh, but, yeah, this is just an absolute beauty. And I remember showing this one, this one off uh, earlier, but uh, it's always worth another look because this is just, oh, just a beautiful pass from Edmondson. But we still got one more. Our little gentleman uh, yeah. from I found out, Mike, because uh, Americans were being made fun of for calling it Lulia. It's actually Lulo. Lulo. So if uh, if they listen to Red Wings rant, uh, the gentleman <laughs> from Sweden that were making fun of us, uh, I learned Lulo. So uh, it's still if you if you do Google Translate, it still translates uh, it to Lulia, and it puts in there american pronunciation so hmm. it's not wrong it's just the sweden pronounces you know it's like like do you go to starbucks and do you order a croissant or do you order a croissant 
uh, croissant. Oh, okay. See, perfect. That's you're not saying it wrong. It's your American pronunciation of the word. Uh, but yeah, here's our here's our boy Pontus, Mike. Um, I think you're gonna like some of these. Uh, we haven't shared any, uh, any Pontus highlights yet. Damn. But he's not he's not looking bad at all. He lo- oh he's excited. <laughs> That's probably a good sign, right? Like. He didn't. He didn't immediately come off that goal and just uh, scream his head off. He's like, "No, I'm I'm Ooh. conscious Andres, and I, I do this all day long." Yeah, he's got a little uh, little Verona snap on that shot, huh? Yeah, that's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah, I he's got a Datsuki and Deke. He's got a Verona shot. Man, we got an eight-time All Star coming over. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is this is a pretty slick move. To the, as the puck just kind of casually rolls away from the faceoff. He's got oh. those uh, Verona wrists. Well, hit the wrong button. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good time for Matt to probably stop trying, but he's going to persevere. He's going to rewind again. Here we go. Man, all the times I make fun of ESPN, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're go. about to get offered a job at ESPN. I That's... think so. <laughs> you're telling me you, you host and do those replays? No way. First Sometimes at all, the same time. Yeah. We've got to shut down your channel on YouTube. But second of all, would you like a job? <laughs> <laughs> we did get a, a copyright on the last episode, so that was kind of a No. Um, yeah, that one came from Bally. It's was, uh, it was oh, okay. Come on, We're still friends with Bally. Um nice. so yeah, so some actual good news, Mike. Um oh we did have some blurbs too. Um Oh, I love blurbs. Yeah. <laughs> These are more for the podcast listeners. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Pontius. Are yeah, we going to say Pontius like with an I-U-S, like biblical? Or are we saying Pontus? Is that, are, are you just trying it because of the holiday? Because of the thinking? Easter? Yeah, yeah, but his no, his blurb, I'm three say, seasons ago. I'm uh, going to say Pontus Andreasen. I'm going to say Pontius. So okay. we'll have one of the pronunciations Pontius. will be correct by the time he's over. Um, he's successful in the SHL. Um because among all the league's rookies, uh, he was second in both the goal and points. This is um, translated, by the way, from... Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my best here to kind of paraphrase the, the, the translation. <laughs> um, he scored, uh, looks like, 38 points um, in 52 matches. Um, I really like that a lot. Uh, bringing home that uh, soccer analogy you had a moment ago. <laughs> and uh, per the translation, he only got better and better and better and better. <laughs> The longer uh, the basic <laughs> series lasted. So I'm going to say uh, probably um, through the length of the regular season, he improved. Um, and then for our boy Edmondson, uh, for London said many well-known players on their squad, but of these, Simon was the one who got the fourth most playing time. <laughs> Stop. It's Quite cool. an endorsement there. I like that a lot. Um, he averaged uh, almost 20 minutes a game. Uh, clearly most of the league's rookies in parentheses. And concerning how well he's played, it's no wonder he gained so much confidence. Um, 19 points in 44 matches. I think we're going to keep that. 19 points in 44 matches, a couple goals, 17 assists. And, uh, Matt, we'd be remiss if we didn't include this important statistic in his regular season matches. Matt had 34 tackles per the stat monkeys over in Frolanda. I like that a lot. Uh, Shout out to Chris Jericho. Uh, this is actually this is my new favorite comment today. Uh... Jalapeno, <laughs> <laughs> my dude. <laughs> Nineteen JJs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I I, uh, I submit that we continue the uh, matches uh, instead of games and tackles instead of hits. All right, I'm, I'm with it. All right. Um, Anthony. Yeah, the blurbs. The blurbs are nice. Getting recognized. Um. You know, for these awards is pretty cool because I, I hate that it always feels like prospects. It's always just this objective, imaginary thing of, you know, potential and possibility. So these guys actually get nominated for awards. It, it feels a little validation and vindicating. Especially with Pontus, right? Because we were playing that game in the last episode where it's like, oh, yeah, we can look up his elite prospects. We can look up... Um, you know, highlights on YouTube, but those I always tell people to shy away from because 
highlight. A sizzle reel is not, yeah, you know, you don't a, get an a, actual a good vibe of the player. <laughs> Twenty minutes of ice time in a sixty-minute match. Exactly. Right. Um, not to say that awards take out like bias or anything, but you know, it's at least a better indicator than yeah. uh, watching somebody's highlight of a Michigan goal. Uh, but Anthony throws out there, make sure you guys go find a nice, uh, vintage Red Wing game to go check out and relax after the live stream. Anthony, love right. that caveat, my friend. Thank exactly. you. Uh, and the last thing we want to talk about here on the live stream is our last uh, bit of good news, Mike, because we were just talking about making sure that these guys continue to, uh, I don't know, show something off. So Sebastian Kosa, Mike, his sixth shot out at every level of his playing, his young playing career so far, Mike. He has yet to get six shutouts in a season. He just hit that mark. 21 save shutout for the Edmonton Oil Kings. Now, we saw Sebastian uh, in training camp. Um, wasn't the most glorious look we've ever seen of a goalie prospect, but of course expected goalies take a long time to develop. Yo. So we aren't judging that, but it is good to see that while he's still wrapping things up in the WHL, that things are going pretty smooth. Matt, in the, in the internal words of our friends in Fralunda, um, as the basic series lasted, uh, it seems that Costa has only got better and better and better and better. <laughs> And I love this uh, flex photo they used for Kosa uh, because he's not, you know, ma making a play forward, uh, you know, to get the play going the other way. He's not making a save. He's just flexing with a nice squirt of water, like, bring it on, bitch. I'm ready for number seven. Woo! Yeah, Kosa love is that gonna flex be... by Sebastian. Yeah, yeah he's he's going to be the new uh... He's gonna he be basically, the new basically, this is the goaltender with Jay-Z getting the dirt off the shoulder. I like this a lot. <laughs> So, yeah, good news again for our uh, two first-round picks this past season. Um, it's a good good little uh, opportunity for us, too, to remind everybody that this season is wrapping up. So we do have all of our prospect, uh, our draft prospect uh, malarkey coming up soon enough. You know what, uh, Matt? Much like Easter, you know, the start of the show was kind of like Palm, you know, what was it, Friday, Palm Sunday and – Friday, you know, our team, you know, went behind the rock. And then there was a nice resurrection at the end with our new goalie and our new prospects. So okay. much in the Easter circle, everything's on the upswing. <laughs> All right. So coming up, here's here's what's yeah. going on, Mike. Uh, we've got yeah. uh, on the 20th, uh, we'll probably run another live episode. Same thing for the 24th and the 27th. Uh, so that'll, those will still be in, our, in the regular season. So we've got three more inside the regular season live episodes to go mike and then may 1st mike are you ready to announce year two of the detroit red wings season grades by little caesar's menu items yes <laughs> that's right now um i was curious if uh, does anybody want any guests on that or should we just keep this uh should we just keep that homegrown, crazy bread and, and hot and ready Mike and Matt version of that episode? I I hope we're doing the hot and ready episode. That's okay. what I want. All right. And, yeah. So uh, we'll just keep it. We'll just keep it between us. <laughs> if it's still a menu item, we got to do the calzone. Oh, I, we took old menu items last year. But yeah, uh, May 1st. Let's let's do it. Um, we're going to do full episode of... Grading the Detroit Red Wings season by Little Caesars menu items. Um, I hope yeah, you guys should join that one. Last year it was a ton of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was it was kind of before we we had uh, we got some traction on YouTube, but uh, I highly recommend you guys check it out. It's uh it's our best opportunity to practice our our improv skills. Um, but yeah, Very they they have to actually be Little Caesars menu items. At some point, everything's can, on the menu, so to speak. Everything. There's soda pop on that menu, Mike. Somebody could be a 20 ounce Pepsi, and I believe we oh, did pick one of those last year. <laughs> I'm certain we did. <sighs> so, guys, check it out. Just put it on your calendar. You don't want to miss it. We'll probably have to go. Uh, I don't know. There won't be a game we'll have to worry about. Maybe we could do it uh, early in the morning or in the afternoon so we can. I think we're going to do a live stream and a live feeding. 
because I'm probably going to be eating some oh, Little Caesars while idea. we're doing that one. Yeah. Maybe we should call Little Caesars and tell them we're doing it. Do they have any relationship to the Red Wings? <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this sucker up. Um, as Anthony put uh, the season, it's the season that ever ends. Goes on and on, my friends. We don't want this episode <laughs> to continue forever either. So let's wrap this up. Let's sail off for the sunset. Um, Chewy says, sounds fun and delicious. I like it. And nutritious. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? Jason, Jason wants to know if we're going to get rid of DeKaiser. Yeah, absolutely. It's coming up. It's, uh, we've got just a few more games of DeKaiser left, and then we're all done. you got two more weeks of DeKaiser. You're good to go. Uh, Chewy's excited to see who gets rated as a two-liter of Pepsi. Uh, GLJ, it's yeah. Coming. The Detroit Deep Deep Dish Drop Pass. Hell yeah, let's do it. It's coming. <laughs> Uh, and Jay's throwing out their last recommendation as we sail off here. If you guys want something fun to watch, don't forget, it was the 25th anniversary of the Detroit versus Colorado game uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, the ago. WWF game? Exactly. Uh, oh, fight night at the Joe. So, yeah, you guys, yeah. if you need a recommendation for a game to make you feel better, bingo, bingo. There you go. All right, let's sail off, Mike. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Hit that like button if you've got a second. I see 15 eyeballs on the screen right now. I want to see 15 likes on that page. Is that eight people? There's and one right. like there's I 30 guess. eyeball. I have so on my screen there's an eyeball marker for each person. Okay. There's 15 of those. Gotcha. But All you right. are correct. That does mean there's 30 one glass eyeballs. eye. We appreciate <laughs> all organic and glass eyes on the show. Appreciate it. All right. You guys have a good one. Uh, we're almost done. We almost made it to the fun part of the season, which will be the off season. The end. Uh, yes. We're almost there. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys. Bye.